This is Jennifer Pepito with the Restoration Home Podcast. This is the show where we talk about the peaceful path to connected families and restored communities. Today on the show, I'm talking to Crystal Payne. Crystal's on Instagram at the Money Saving Mom. Is that your main Instagram? Because I know you have several amazing businesses. Yes, that is the only Instagram that I am personally doing right now. So awesome. Yeah. I've followed you for years because you've had blogging mentorship and you have these amazing deal emails that come out. So there's all these ways that you've been supporting families for a long time in the online world. I'm so grateful for that. And you have a new book about the time saving mom. So I'm excited about talking to you. Uh, regarding this idea of managing our homes, because in the Restoration Home podcast, we've been talking about the Benedictine rule and how the Benedictines had this beautiful rhythm of life that helped create order and rhythm, even bring peace into a, a really chaotic time in history. And so I believe that systems and, you know, family values can help us have more peace in our homes. But sometimes the day-to-day aspects of applying more order can be really hard, especially when we have, you know, babies, like babies are really hard to apply systems to, or teenagers, teenagers are hard. And you have both teenagers and babies right now, how have you created some systems in your home to bring more peace? Mm. You know, I think it really starts with our hearts as moms. I think we set the tone of our homes. And so for me, we don't have this perfect home. Um, People would probably be surprised that I wrote a book called The Time-Saving Mom, and I am not the most organized person on the planet. My room is really messy right now, but it's more about peace in our hearts. And so that's why the subtitle is how to juggle a lot, enjoy your life and accomplish what matters most. It's not how to have a perfectly organized home, but it's more about our heart being focused on what matters most and wrapping our time and our life and our energy around those things that are going to matter at the end of our life. And then just really living from this place of peace and joy. And I think that is a gift that we're going to give to our kids. A calm, cheerful mom with a grateful heart is something that is going to really impact them for years and years to come. Oh, I love that so much, Crystal. I am podcasting with you from my laundry room, and I actually have the mic and the computer stacked on top of clean laundry that doesn't, that is not yet folded. And, and I've been traveling a lot in April. And so there's like this chaos in my home. And yet I was, I walked with a friend this morning and I was telling her, Years past, the level of chaos in my home would really have frustrated me. But I just I just got back from several trips. I was doing things to support my family, support my community. And so I couldn't organize my home perfectly. But I am very happy right now. I'm so happy that I am home. I understand there's this, all this work to be done. But I don't feel the same stress about it that I might have five or 10 years ago. It's not... It's not, I don't feel like the world's going to end because all the laundry is not folded yet. I know that tomorrow I'll work on it a little bit. The next day I'll work on it. I'll do those 2% improvements a day and I'll get it back into order. 
So what are, like, are there systems though that have helped you? Like, obviously you're so right. This, this heart of peace, a heart of joy, a heart of thankfulness can create peace in the middle of chaos. But is there like a morning routine that you have, or is there something that kind of some habits that you've developed over the years that help you even create that internal peace? Yes, we know. So it was really interesting because I did not want to write this book. This was a book that my publisher really wanted me to write. And I actually kind of pushed back on them saying, well, everything that I do is so simple. Like people are going to be really disappointed because my systems are so simple. It's not this color coded, complex sort of thing. And they're like, that's the point. A lot of people would love just simple. And I realized as I was writing it, simplicity is a superpower. And so for me, yes, a lot of very simple systems, starting with how I start my day. I feel like how you start your day sets the tone for your entire day. So those first hour, the first hour or two of your day really makes a big difference. So for me, that is spending time filling up my soul. So it's not usually this amazing quiet time, (laughs) emphasis on quiet, because I have a lot of little people, but it's about really quieting my soul. And so reading a good devotional, spending time in God's word, and then also spending time praying over my day. I talk about this in the book, but what it looks like to really just release what I'm carrying, what my heart feels heavy over, um, whatever, just I am stepping into that day, really asking God to go before me. And for me, when I invite him in, when I give my day to him and ask him to multiply my time, multiply my sleep, give me what I need for what he's called me to, then I'm eagerly anticipating how he's going to show up and be faithful. And I get to see him be so, so good throughout my day. And so it changes my perspective. So start with filling up my soul and then taking a little bit of time to move my body. Um, I do the Mayhem Moms workout program right now. It is part of the Mayhem Nation, which is with Rich Froning, um, their CrossFit programming. And they have one that's specifically for moms. And so I'd say it's a lot more gentle um, and kind of designed for our motherly bodies. Um, And so I do that every day. It's usually just somewhere between 10 and 20 minutes. And um, then starting my day with trying to eat something that's just a bit of a healthy breakfast. And then um, I love to just take a quick shower, get my makeup on. um, Because for me, just dressing for the day that I want to have. And so starting my day with something that makes me feel good really makes such a difference in my energy levels and in how I just approach my day. Because even if I'm going to be staying home all day, I feel like bringing my best self to that day by how I dress and putting on a little makeup just sets that kind of tone for this is important. This is valuable, this work that I'm doing. Yeah, what a great morning rhythm. There's so much balance there. And that's one of the things that we were talking about in the last month of the Restoration Home podcast is how important it is to have, you know, balance in our our self-care and in our home care and in our eating, in our stewardship of our health. There are so many 
aspects of being a human that have to be cared for. And it's easy, I think, especially as mothers to get out of balance and sort of neglect our self-care and then suffer later on when we, you know, are dealing with adrenal fatigue or some of these, some of these things that can hit moms who didn't manage their stress along the way. Yes, I absolutely agree. And I have learned the hard way um, because I, for the, with my first three kids, I just pushed and pushed and pushed and uh, burned the candle at both ends and just felt like I needed to be working crazy hours. And I almost really lost my health in the process. And it took me a number of years to get it back. And so this time around with having um, littles, again, I've been so much more careful to prioritize sleep, prioritize taking care of myself and prioritize rest. Um, I love Dr. Sondra Dalton-Smith. She has a book called Sacred Rest and she talks about the seven different kinds of rest and um, prioritizing all those different kinds of rest, like creative rest and social rest. It's not just about sleep, but also other types of rest that really pour into me so that I can pour out well to my family. Oh, that's so good. And I, I, it is really refreshing. You know, it's funny, I was in a season that was really stressful. And I kind of wanted to go into a cave mode, honestly. But there was a gathering of some of my girlfriends up here, and I went and it was just so delightful. Like I felt so, so much joy and so much rest being with these friends. And I think it is important, like you say, to balance the rest too, that there are different ways that we need to recreate or kind of re-energize ourselves. You know, one of the things that I feel like I did waste a lot of time on was my home care and my decorating and organizing. And, and that can be kind of painful for moms who love their homes to hear because it is so pleasant to organize the homeschool closet or start a load of sourdough or, you know, for me, the the gardening i love to garden but i feel like i there was time that should have been spent on a little bit more connection with a few of my kids you know i might have given them a job to do but not really invited them to work with me in a certain season where there was a lot of work and you know in retrospect i wish i would would have prioritized more connection how can families, you know, manage all of the jobs, the laundry, the dishes, the the homework and still make connection the priority? You know, I think working together as a team is so important. And I think a lot of times moms take on so much that they could delegate. And so for me, my, my goal is really to work myself out of a job. <laughs> like I want to be raising adults not dependent children. And so for me, that looks like empowering and encouraging our kids from a very young age to take responsibility, to teach them to fish instead of handing them the fish. And so looking for ways to invite them in to allow them to take responsibility, to really give them ownership in our home and then to let that go and to be okay that they're probably not going to do it exactly like I would do it. But if it gets done and they've done it to the best of their ability, then I'm going to celebrate that instead of nitpick what they didn't do. And so for me, 
I delegate a lot of responsibilities to a lot of the people in my home. And so that I have time and space and capacity to walk with my kids, to be present with them, to have fun with them, to enjoy them. And so we work hard so that we can play hard. And I think it helps everyone feel the sense of ownership that it's not just mom that is running this home. We're all doing this together. Yeah, I I love that. And I think that one of the things that has helped us actually is having guests in our home. We, we, we fairly often have overnight guests or visitors. And so that kind of pressure of like, hey, let's all work together and get the bathrooms cleaned and tidy up the yard has been sort of positive pressure. And then there is this fun experience of meeting new people or visiting with the grandparents or whatever it is. And, and a sense of honor that here's someone's coming over, we're going to work together on this. And then also, you know, I think using some resources I'm sure you have. I know you have a good habit tracker in your new book, Time Saving Mom. I have a little chore set for moms with children to kind of help with some daily visual cues to getting these things done because it can be a lot to manage. You know, I was thinking yesterday about uh, the garbage in my bathroom. Like I bagged it up, but I didn't take it out yet. And I just, all I have to do is tell my son to take it out but I just haven't done that yet. So I think sometimes it's overwhelming to think about all the tasks, but whether it's making a list or using a chore pack, there are ways that we can kind of help ourselves queue up. So how do you sort of help your children queue up for what needs to be done? So some of that is that they just know what is expected of them. There are just certain jurisdictions in our home that that is their responsibility. And I don't, often have to tell them because since the time they were little, it was just something that this is what you're responsible for. Our just turned three-year-old right now, I'm really working with her because she's just learning. So I'm teaching her how to do the laundry. And every morning that is her chore. She helps me. We gather up the laundry. She starts the laundry and then she's responsible for putting away her laundry. And it's a lot more work it takes a lot more time to do it with a three-year-old and because she wants to do it all, you know, she wants to do every single part of it. And I love that even though some mornings I'm like, I could do this in five minutes and it has taken us 25 minutes, but I know that it's going to be worth it. And so I just encourage any mom who's listening, who you are like, but it's just so much easier if I do it myself. I promise you now having an 18, 15 and almost 14, year old that it pays off all of that effort put in. And so then the other thing that we do that I find to be very helpful, it just feels like uh, things are just getting a little bit chaotic, a little bit messy. Um, A few times a week, we just set the timer and we all work. Usually it's just 15 to 25 minutes. We'll set the timer and everyone works. And I'll just say, you take that part of the house, you take that part of the house. We just kind of divide and conquer every once in a while. If we're going to be having guests and there's a lot to do, I'll just make a list and I'll say, everybody mark your name by two or three things on the list. And so just keeping it simple like that and really asking and inviting everyone in to be a part of it and that we're a team. I grew up in a family of nine and um, I was second of seven and we homeschooled and um, my mom did very little work. 
um, as far as when it comes to cleaning and cooking and laundry. We pretty much did all of it because her job was just to manage our home. So to manage all the workers, um, all of us, and then to homeschool. And I don't look at that and feel resentful towards her. I'm so grateful because she taught me to have a really strong work ethic. And she also empowered all of us that we were assets to our home, that we brought a lot of value by the work that we did and that we were able to do so much more and serve so many more people because we all work together. Yeah, I that's really insightful because I think sometimes moms feel like, oh, Either it's going to be too much for a little child, or they think that it's not, you know, it's not, it's all their work. But really, we are, like you said, raising adults, and especially with young children. That's why in the Peaceful Press and the Peaceful Loop, we really encourage families to teach their children these practical skills, because that's when they want to, like when they're three, they want to do their own laundry, they want to be big, they want to help with dishes or, or, you know, scrub plates under the running water, because it's exciting to them at that point. And so capitalizing on that excitement, and their their need to learn those motor skills, anyhow, is brilliant. And then it's just an easy transition. And like my kids now I have, I have four at home right now. And they they're responsible for themselves. They do their own laundry. Everybody makes their own meals except for, you know, a few dinners a week. So it's it is, like you say, a lot easier when you've put in the work earlier to uh, teach that. So in the book, The Time-Saving Mom, you talk about a four-step system for saving time. And I want families to read the book to really get that. But can you give us an overview? Yes, absolutely. So the first is prayer. Um, There are four Ps. So prayer, prioritize, plan, and then prep. So prayer, I touched on this a little bit, but it's starting from that posture of really understanding that I cannot do this life well in my own strength. And so praying over the details of my day and then also going through my day when I'm feeling overwhelmed, when I'm feeling like I don't know how to have this conversation with the teenager or I don't know how to do these different things that I need to step into and do, or I just feel like life is too much right now. Shooting up what I call flare prayers and just asking God, you know, help me in this and just going throughout our day in that spirit of reliance upon the Lord. That is the foundation for me of just having calmness and having just this grateful spirit and also just this understanding that I don't have to do this all in my own strength. I feel like so much stress that women carry around is from them feeling like they need to carry things that aren't theirs to carry. Scripture talks about casting our burden on the Lord and He will sustain us, but we have to do the work of casting it on Him. And so we have to understand that it's not ours to carry and we don't need to be gripping tightly to these things and trying to do it all in our own strength and white knuckle our way through life. And so starting from that posture of prayer. And then secondly, prioritizing. I talk about my six times two priority system in the book. This is something that has been so helpful to me. It's so simple, but it's that I have six priority areas 
and I only focus on two per day, and then I rotate the ones that I focus on. So over the course of a week, I have spent intentional time in each priority area at least twice. This frees me up so much because I'm not trying to do all the things every day. I can just focus in two areas and really do a great job, is the goal at least, in those two areas that day and be fully present there. And then knowing, okay, tomorrow I'll get to that next thing. And so that could be, for instance, yesterday, uh, my husband and I went on a date night last night. And so I prioritized the marriage and then also was prioritizing. I had some extra business projects. And so prioritizing business projects. And then today um, I'm getting together with a friend. Um, it's a younger girl that I'm mentoring. And so that is, I'm prioritizing family and relationships and I'm sorry, friendship and relationships. And then tonight we are going to have family dinner and just family time. And so prioritizing, um, my kids and my marriage again. And so just rotating throughout the week. I also usually twice a week, it's going to be just focused on prioritizing my home and then twice a week prioritizing my health and um, twice a week prioritizing the business. And then, like I said, friendships and relationships and um, my marriage. And um, so just rotating through those areas that has made such a difference for me and just taken so much off of my plate, but also allowed me to really be spending intentional time in those areas that are important, those things that are going to matter at the end of my life. So pray, prioritize, plan. We talked a little bit about morning um, routine. And um, for me also, planning looks like I have a hybrid planning system where I use Google Calendar and a time block to-do list. And so um, with all of the different details of running a business, as well as my kids are very involved in sports and things like that, um, there's a lot of different details. And so using Google Calendar to brain dump all the things that I need to remember as all day task in Google Calendar. And then every night before I go to bed, I write a time block to-do list for the next day. And this is handwritten because I find there's a lot of value in handwriting for me. And then also being able to cross things off. I just love being able to cross things off. And there's just a lot of fulfillment in that. And so also the thing about having a time block to-do list for me is that I am able to recognize, oh, I only have 24 hours in my day. I used to write these massive to-do lists with 37 things, and then it'd be 5 p.m., and I would feel like, why am I so far behind? Well, it's because I'd set myself up for failure because I was trying to do more things in a day than I could reasonably do. The other thing that I do with the time block to-do list is to pad each of the time blocks with extra time because there are going to be interruptions. So instead of feeling like, oh, so frustrated when something happens because it's, quote, messing up my schedule, it's like I planned for interruptions. And so I can freely just stop and help that child or be present with the neighbor or friend or whatever it is that needs to be um, taken care of and, and focused on. And then I also plan in at least two to four hours of just completely free time. That is just wiggle room that then if I get done early, I can just do something fun or rest or um, it allows me then if interruptions come up that I have some extra wiggle room for that. So planning and then finally prepping. And this is not only prepping 
with just um, thinking through, you know, how do we prep for tomorrow? How do we prep well for today? But also prepping mentally because so often I feel like where we are struggling is because we are having false beliefs. We're not prepping our mind well. We're not having a mindset that is setting us up for success. So little things like changing the way that we talk, saying, I'm never this, or I'm always this, and in a really negative way, that is just going to keep us stuck in negative patterns. And so I challenge people to really think about act as if you want to feel. So if you want to be a more organized person, act as if you are. How would an organized person act? Well, start acting as if you are organized. Feelings often follow action. And so don't wait for the feelings to come. Don't wait until it's a better time in life. Just start now and start becoming the person that you want to be by changing your mindset. That's so good. And that was one of the things I wanted to ask you about, because I think so many families are sort of doing everything like they see their friend doing something and they start that and they see another friend doing, you know, joining a co-op or doing sports or whatever it is. And they pile on the activities without really taking the time to think about, is this right for our family? And I think prioritizing implies that you know what your value is, or you know what your family values are, what you're going after as a family. And then you make your plan based on some insight. Did you and Jesse do that at some point in your lives, kind of prioritize and decide what was going to be important to your family? Yes. You know, early on in our marriage, it was something that we talked about a lot. And then some things have just sort of happened over the years too, that then we've realized this is who we are. And so for us, we prioritize, um, you know, finances and being intentional with our finances. That's really important. And so we don't buy a lot of things, but we more focus on experiences. And that's something that we've really wanted to invest in. And so traveling with our kids, taking them and giving them hands-on experience with things is something that um, is so much more important to us than maybe buying them things. And so our home is very simple, um, but we try to really prioritize experiences. And then also adventure, that's something that um, is really important to us. We honestly viewing all of life as an adventure, um, but just really having that framework of mind. So whenever um, something comes up that is unexpected, instead of being like, oh, this just really ruined everything, being like, this is an adventure. And that's just really how we try to view life. Um, but then also for us, it's it's people and relationships and pouring into our community. And so through fostering, that's something that's been really, really important to us. And um, just really being present with people. And so opening up our home often and just being available to invest in people is something that we're going to prioritize over a whole lot of things. And so in the book, one of the things that I have is uh, a lot of questions to help you determine your priority areas. And um, I think the biggest thing for us has been thinking of what's going to matter in 25 years from now, what's going to matter at the end of our life. And so we really want to wrap our time and our life and our energy around that and invite our kids in with us to do that with us and to really help them have that mindset of 
what's going to matter in eternity, and let's invest our days into that. And so some days that means that we don't have the cleanest house, but we have invested in people and been present in relationships. And so to me, that's what matters so much more. Yeah, this has been really wonderful, Krista. I'm so excited for families to be able to take some of the tools in your book and really evaluate what is important to them because we don't all have to have the same values. And that is what makes the world so beautiful is that there is a diversity of gifts, as it says in the Bible. So thanks for taking the time to share today. Where can families find you and learn more about your work? So I'd love for you to follow me on Instagram. If you're on Instagram, I'm the money saving mom, very active in stories there. Um, and that is just one place that I love to just share a behind the scenes peek into our life and encourage women to love their life and live with intention. Um, also, if you're interested in intentional time principles and strategies. Um, I'm doing a series on Instagram. I actually had you, Jennifer, on um, with me um, for one of the Instagram lives that I did. I'm just inviting different women to come on. We're doing 15 to 20 minute videos with um, just five questions on their time-saving strategies. So that's on Instagram as well. And then I have a weekly email newsletter that is super short that I send out um, just with time-saving encouragement. And that is at timesavingmom.com. And then if you are interested in all things saving money or great deals, um, my site is moneysavingmom.com. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Crystal. I'm so excited that families are getting to learn how to manage their homes with your help. Thank you. 